Good morning, Super Ticketed with Stephen Fans, your favorite host right here. We got the Greg one over there. We got Stephen A. 1181 right here. We are on Super Bowl weekend. Uh, tomorrow, the uh, L.A. Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals will duke it out. Um, just feels like one of the least hyped ones, though, doesn't it, Greg? Unless I just kind of missed it. I don't know. It just feels like, oh, yeah, it's the Super Bowl this weekend. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. but... Um, I did go on uh, with the Dukes of Football, Dan and Damon. Uh, we got that, so we get all the predictions. Uh, just for one last time, Greg, who are you going with in this week's Super Bowl matchup? I am going to take the Bengals. Two reasons. Number one, I want the first L.A. team to win the Super Bowl to be my Chargers. And secondly, if Cincinnati wins, hey, my Chargers beat the Bengals during the regular season, so... We can still look they at them and go, title, we're better than that team. They get so, a title shot down the road. Exactly. Future, exactly. Future we won the contenders match. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going all Rams. I just think, I mean, if they don't do it this year, I just don't know what they can do. You know, it's like you went all in. I mean, they've literally went all in with every signing they've made. You know, yep. you got that nice sparkling stadium, which I'm hearing. Uh, I guess I'll say it'd be interesting if there's really a home field advantage um, because I think the road team's actually done pretty well there I've heard uh, so that's kind of interesting to think about but you know I'm sure all the celebrities will turn up uh, you know but you know we'll see yeah. what happens I think what the line is four or four and a half maybe ish so obviously you know it could go either way um, but the the Ram just feel like like I said all in the Bengals are kind of ahead of schedule according to a lot of their fans so that is the thing, too. If they win it all, man, just imagine the hype and expectations yeah. for next year. So in a way, you know, it's that weird, like, yeah, you want to win, but at the same time, you don't win. You also have that, enter, you know, that um, that drive to do, but you know, to win it all next year, which I'm sure they'd like to repeat anyway, because, you know, why wouldn't you want to get back? So, um, yeah. Absolutely. And then also and the other cool story. Yes, yeah, Bur Burrow's a cool story just because last year he missed half the season with a uh, mm -hmm. when he ripped up his knee, yes. and this is his first full season getting to play, and now he's in the Super Bowl. Plus, there's the added uh, if he wins, he'll be the first player in the history of the NFL to win the Heisman, a national yeah, championship in college, and the Super Bowl. So that's what's crazy to think, isn't it? I mean, with all the good players, all the Super Bowl titles, all the national championships, all the but then again, you think a lot of Heisman guys, and like a lot of times they just don't pan out in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like Matt Liner, look how good he was, and then does not, I mean, you know, does nothing. Yeah, I mean, that USC team was one of the top teams for what three or four years straight, and you know, I'm sure there's other names I'm misleading but um yeah so that'll be interesting to see i i saw that come across too so it's kind of that'd be cool and uh damon the one brought this up uh he's like the shiny new toy craig uh joe yeah. burrow it seems like and it's curious to see you know who is you know like herbert um it seems like he doesn't have the drawing power yet of burrow but that's a little bit because i feel like the la teams are so like Unless you're out there, unless you follow them, Greg, 
sometimes you might not know like who Justin Herbert is. No offense, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, downplay <laughs> yeah, him, but I'm just saying like, you know, with the Bengals on Midwest TV, probably, you know, at one o'clock every Sunday, it's probably easier to, you know, to catch, you know, sometimes I feel like LA is in that four o'clock game because of the hour, you know, the three hour time range. And sometimes people right. just kind of skip over those four o'clock games, unless you, you know, have a rooting interest or, you know, obviously some fans just keep on the TV all day. But, um, I mean, Deshaun Watson was the flavor for the week there for a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to like Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Remember when Sam Darnold was like the flavor yeah. of the three weeks, I think it was there. So we'll see if Burrow can keep that. You know, he's, he's definitely got a personality to back it up, you know. So it seems like, you know, now you just got to keep up on the plane. And uh, then the other big news, I guess, for us, Greg, was, my Pacers traded Tory Craig to your sons, which I believe yep. brings him back to Phoenix because he was there. Was it four or five years ago, or three or four? Yeah, years it ago? was. So uh, you did not get Sabonis, which I'm sure you would have loved to have, um, especially since the other night he almost put up a triple double for the Kings. Uh, I hated. I really hated losing Sabonis, but. At the same time, I understand what the Pacers had to do because we're in that, you know, we're not close to the playoffs. We haven't been, you know, we haven't won in the playoffs and we're just teetering on that. You need to do something big. So Sabonis is gone. Levert is gone, which is really crazy with Levert because we played the Cavs on Monday. (laughs) And like, I think they told him Monday. So it's almost like, well, just stay in the, and uh, Levert said last night, He was confused for a second. Like he almost started running up the court with O'Shea Brissett, who's a Pacers player because, you know, he just played with the Pacers last week. So, um, Sabonis is gone. Justin Holiday went to the Kings. Jeremy Lamb went to the Kings. Lavert goes to um, Cleveland. I was surprised, Greg, that Miles Turner didn't get traded. So now it's like, okay, Miles, you got to turn it up. Like he's in year seven for the Pacers and. He's been, I don't know, his Twitter game has been just, I think he's feeding too much into it now. And I'm like, okay, dude, like now Sabonis is gone. You're going to be a focal point. Now it's time to just, you know, put up or shut up. (laughs) Um, So, uh, but, and then we got Jalen Smith, who actually played some last night um, from the, uh, from your sons, who was the number number 10 draft pick two years ago, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, so the, the guy's good. You, you're going to like him. So he's a hustler. He plays both ends uh, really hard. And, um, he really got some time to play with, uh, because Deandre Ayton got hurt for an extended amount of time and he went in for Ayton in the lineup and he was killing it. So, yeah. you know, he's riding away of momentum right now. So you're going to see some some early results out of him because he's been playing like a madman uh, over the past few weeks. And he rocks those awesome goggles. I always and I'm a glasses wearer, Greg. So I've always said if I yep. if I played more pickup, I'd probably buy some cool goggles to wear. But uh, and we thought we'd actually trade it or you know maybe deal him off because he is such a young guy and we already have a young you know now our roster's like everybody's under thirty two maybe so. That's a pretty, you know, pretty young roster. Um, I don't know if you saw last night. They put up 47 points in the first quarter, 
uh, franchise record for a quarter, and then put 73 points the rest of the game. Nice. So it kind of ran off. You know, I think it was that <laughs> everybody just, you know, running, you know, throwing the ball down, you know, throwing the ball out and letting them run. And then, of course, it did die out. Uh, we lost to the Cavs last night. But um, so, yeah, uh, we finally got Ricky Rubio, <laughs> which, Greg, I, as a Pacer fan, you don't know how many times we've heard that Ricky Rubio was going to be a Pacer. Like every other draft or every other trade deadline, for whatever reason, Ricky Rubio was always mentioned here. And now he's injured, so I don't think he even stepped foot on the court for us. Uh, but he's on expiring contracts, so I think that's why you picked him up so you could get rid. But um, your sons are still rolling. Are they second in the Western Conference? Or are they up to first yet? No, we're number one. We're number, number one, one. overall, that's right? Too, right. Overall, best record in the league, best team in the league. Just still killing the game. We went to Milwaukee and beat them in their house by Good. over 20 points oh. uh, the other night. So, you know, that's a uh, shot fired over there. So they they're, keep... they're not going anywhere anytime soon. You're going to see them deep in the playoffs. Yeah. And like I said, you got Tory Craig, who's just a nice bench player that I think could fill some roles for you. Uh, good energy guy. It seemed like for us yeah. here and there. Um, so, all right. So that's our, uh, our sports talk for the day. And uh, let's get into some news and notes for the week. Um, so I saw this come across the way, Greg. It said ringside news was told that WWE made a decision on Shane McMahon's WrestleMania replacement as soon as they sent him home. I, I believe we're going to have him. It was going to be Austin Theory, Shane McMahon. Do you have any thoughts on who Austin Theory could go against, Greg? Because I'm kind of at a loss right now on who I think could be slotted to go against um Austin Theory to kind of push him to that next level because I feel like that's what they want to do at WrestleMania so uh any thoughts on this whole you know who was the new opponent for Austin Theory for WrestleMania no uh not off the top of my head uh, yeah. you know they're angling for something with him otherwise um you know he wouldn't be getting the screen time he is but he's been going through a variety of different guys and not just the yeah. same guy over and over so um, it feels like they're feeling the way which way to go with him yeah it's it's wide open as far as who can he get in there with um you look at people who are in programs right now who's not uh there's not any huge name that jumps right to mind so mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to keep an eye on the next couple weeks because I'm sure it's going to flesh itself out there, but Shane McMahon would have been a great choice. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see who they go with because um, that was a banger of a match waiting to happen with the whole jealousy thing and yeah, that you could have played on. There. That's why it's, yeah. hard to, it's hard to pinpoint. And I mean, we are, we're running through Kevin Owens a lot. I mean, that probably would have been an idea, but we're already running through that now. So I feel like yeah. what's, you know, I just don't know. I mean, unless, like you said, I think um, we got Elimination Chamber next week. By the way, that starts at noon. I was hoping it started a little bit later um, because I have my final robotics event of the week or the year. So, Greg, we'll have to move up our day um, next week, but we'll talk off air about that, unfortunately. Um because even if we did at 11, we'd still be pushing into it. So um, yeah. we'll just we'll try to catch up on it 
I, like I said, I was surprised that they went to noon call time for that, but I guess they're, I think they're six hours ahead. So that makes sense to do about six o'clock start time there. Right. So, uh, but anyway, so um, yeah, I don't know who I'm trying to, you know, even, like you said, digging into the well, like who is out there that would make sense with the way they're going. You know, now that I know they haven't had Vince on as much with him, so maybe they're trying to steer away from that and just figure out what direction to go if they're not going to go that route. So um, another thing, I I didn't know where to put this in our uh, Dynamite recap, Greg, so I'll just talk about it now. Uh, Jay White, uh, New Japan wrestler, but now it looks like he's officially with AEW. Um, that was almost a bigger surprise than Keith Lee showing up on Dynamite the other night, on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Um, another Bullet Club member, Greg, another Bullet Club leader. Uh, you know, we just <laughs> need Finn Bauer and AJ over there now. Uh, I think that would be every leader over there at some point. So, uh, but anyways, uh, what do you think about Jay White popping up there? I don't know much about him other than what I follow through Twitter. But I mean, there was a nice like, ooh, in the crowd <laughs> when he showed up on the screen. And there was definitely a good buzz on mm-hmm. Twitter about him. And I think, you know, that's a big coup for um, AEW to get him out of New Japan because uh, I thought he seemed pretty set there. And now he's, you know, it sounds like he's all elite. So yet another uh, Bullet Club <laughs> uh, direction we can go. Uh, but Jay White has really stepped up his game since, you know, like maybe the last six, seven years. I mean, he's really been one of those names that everybody keeps saying will be the next big thing. So, uh, any thoughts on Jay White showing up in uh, AW, Greg? Yeah, I'm with you. It's I haven't watched a match of his because uh, he's been in Japan for so long. I've never watched Old Japan, New Japan, something borrowed, something blue Japan. And so I don't know anything about his stuff, but I always heard his name in the in the circles of best wrestler that's not in WWE. Uh, you know, it used to be Kitty Omega, and uh, I've heard his name in that circle also. So, you know, I knew it was a big deal. I knew about the Bullet Club or knew of the Bullet Club and mm-hmm. how big a deal that is over there. It's kind of Japan's version of the MWO. Yep. Um, and... I liked how in the segment that followed it, the, they had the Bucks talking to Adam Cole, like, why you bring this guy in? He, he and Kenny were arch enemies. And uh, so giving us some of the backstory for those of us who didn't watch the Japan stuff. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do. If he's as good as everybody says he is. Uh, judging from previous experience with Kenny, I'd never seen a Kenny match until, he, until AEW. And I can see he was worth the wait. And so I'm hoping it's the same thing with Jay White. And like you said, when his uh, when this shot crossed the screen, there was a pretty good pop from the crowd. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm excited for it. When they turned up in the uh, when he turned up in the uh, rampage, yep. which spoiler alert, uh, dynamite and rampage rampage happened on the same night. Uh, when he turned up the second time, there wasn't you know that that roar again, but they had already seen it probably probably an hour beforehand so um disregarding that but you know i like his look you like you know his kind of swagger about him and uh i'm excited to see how this plays out because now you're getting all those bullet club members in there and uh it's going to end up being fashioning 
in the elite. Yep. Probably with the Adam Cole side and the Kenny Omega side, and uh, it's going to be a cool turf war. And then who knows uh, if he I could bring in later. some new Japan guys um, like Tomatoga and his, you know, Gorilla. I think they're God Gorillas of Death or something like that. So, you know, maybe there could be some more faction war, as you call it. Um, and he's already scheduled to wrestle next week on Rampage. So uh, against Trent Beretta. So we'll already get we'll get a chance next week, Greg, to kind of see what he can do. I mean, like you said, his look, I mean, he looks like in the screenshot. I mean, he looks a foot taller than Adam Cole. So he's definitely got the <laughs> right. like the bit, you know, the taller, lanky, uh, but can go in the ring. So uh, and then one more bit of news now. It's hard for me for hard for us to read there, but Sasha Banks was asked about facing Mickey James at some point, and her big words were, it will happen. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty uh-huh. interesting because I don't think Sasha is one to just throw out, you know, words for no reason. Um, I don't know when it happens, where it happens, what it ha- why it happens, but, uh, I mean, if they can make it work, Greg, I say go for it. You know, give more kind of, you know, we just keep kind of, just working on those partnerships, you know, really seeing what we can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like there's still words, worlds away from AEW and WWE, but maybe if you can have Impact be the middleman, <laughs> maybe they can be the, the the negotiator between the two because Impact has had relations with AEW. And now if WWE has relations with Impact, that could, you know, work together there. But we just said, you know, we keep saying, Greg, I think the best thing would be is all three of them you know, kind of mm-hmm. hand, you know, hand in hand, like helping each other out here and there. Uh, you know, yeah. us fans, we want we want to watch all these programs. So why not give us avenues that, you know, they can work together on some platform. So um, do you think it actually happens though? I can see it. I mean, just because, you know, this is kind of a forbidden door um, angle, but it is in the sense that Mickey has such WWE roots. It's yeah. not such a, a big, big deal. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. She was able to turn up on WWE TV holding the Impact Championship. Uh, that is a territory they haven't crossed in a very long time, if ever. And But everybody in WWE knows who Mickey James is just because yeah. she was there for so long. And she's pretty much made her name mostly in uh wwe you know she had a a really long run in impact too but she's more well known for her wwe exploits so it was you know a very you know the smallest forbidden door move you can make and so seeing her against sasha it doesn't seem like such a stretch if you throw in some other women uh in that forbidden door role uh, like Thunder Rosa or, yeah. you know, somebody along those lines, you know, now you're talking, you're talking a big deal. Yeah. But uh, Mickey is probably like the most subtle forbidden door exchange you can have. So, you know, it's a good groundwork. Are you going to build on it? And I, we'd all love to see it. We all love to see some, some different names off the Indies out of different uh, promotions come through. But is Vince going to swallow his pride enough to let it happen? That's the question. Yeah, going down. Oh, yeah. And that, and that, and that, I guess that would be the thing too. Like, where would it happen if it happened? Like, if Sasha showed up in the Impact Zone, 
like that would be very telling like okay now they're willing to let their talent go outside the box which i'm sure would make some other guys you know like oh you know we want to do that too so um you know even dolph Ziggler going to nxt is like a wow you actually let him do that <laughs> moment which yeah. you know we'll get into so um but yeah like we said if or even if mickey was maybe still champion and then showed up you know like we said on a roll or smackdown and challenged sasha with still the title out there i think that would still be that okay we're we're letting things open like you said ajar <laughs> the door is ajar it might not be wide open it might not even be yeah. open yet but there's a there's a creek in it or a creek you know little little uh little movement in there so it's got a door stop <laughs> that's the, right <laughs> it's not wide open but uh so yeah i just thought that was interesting you know like i i don't think sasha would be somebody just to talk it up if there wasn't some hope or belief um that you know she could make it happen if that's you know that makes sense so, uh we got big ben 316 in the chat thank you for joining us big ben always glad to see you there so um yeah glad to see him there Awesome. He's there. He's just telling us, you know, stop by this podcast a lot. Awesome. Awesome to have you in our chat. So thanks for stopping by. We'll do a quick commercial break, get some bills paid um, while we get ready to talk up WWE and Monday Night Raw, NXT, and some um, SmackDown talk, which saw some things happen last night. So let's uh, get a quick commercial break and then we'll get right into it. So definitely get in touch with Elite Performance for all your elite needs. Uh, if you want to be elite, then you need to join them. So get in touch with them. Uh, I believe they have a weightlifting competition happening in March-ish. Uh, so um, I believe Dan and the boys will be out there. So um, uh-oh, hopefully we get Greg back soon. He He's lost for the minute, but I'll kind of carry on while we have a chance. And um, what, uh-oh, what are we going to? We got uh, Big Ben giving us if Roman and Goldberg clash horns like goats, which spear would it would be spear says spear? Who wins that? Uh, I am all in on Roman, uh, just killing Goldberg, sending Goldberg out to the pasture so that Goldberg never has to show up on my screen again. Big Ben. So the sooner Roman takes get um, to care of Goldberg, better for me. Uh oh, we got oh yeah, definitely we gotta do B. Be lit organic. So we got to get um, Brittany on here soon. We're trying to get her back on here. We just got to find that right time. So uh, we'll see if we can get her on maybe next week or a couple weeks and get her back in touch with us. So, yes, definitely go get some be lit organics as well. So um, we'll see where Greg ran off to. Hopefully he comes back as soon as he can. But looking at um, Roll last week, uh, we did have RK Bro defeat. Alpha Academy, 
um, in the Alpha Academy Quiz Bowl. Uh, I believe uh, Chad Gable missed some dumb question. Uh, we also saw uh, Alpha Academy defeat the Street Profits. Uh, I think the Street Profits will pick up some wins closer to WrestleMania. So right now they're just kind of, you know, eating some L's, unfortunately. But I think we'll pick them back up soon enough. So we got Greg back there ready to go. Uh, Greg, I kind of just was starting off with the Raw Tag Team Champions of Alpha Academy defeating the Street Profits. You had to give some Alpha Academy a win to kind of make up for the loss in the, you know, whole quiz bowl. Because now RK Bro will get an official tag team title shot. Um, so uh, some thoughts on... And I guess we could kind of bring up the main event, which saw Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens defeat RK Bro, uh, because Rollins and Riddle ended in a no contest, which was actually a really fantastic match. So I'm glad that kind of ended in no contest because we could still save that down the road. Uh, but Owens and Rollins pick up a win, so I think you got to throw them in the tag team title picture if you're. We don't know what they're doing WrestleMania wise, but I mean, if they could do a little tag team run, Greg, I'd. I'm all for it with as entertaining as they've been and, you know, just with the way that they've been rolling and, you know, together. I mean, if they just, you know, got it at WrestleMania and went on a little run, you know, it might be better than whatever else is playing for them at WrestleMania. So um, some thoughts on the tag team title picture as a whole, uh, Greg, if you'd like to uh, kind of break that down. Yeah. Um, I was rolling my eyes at the beginning with the whole Alpha Academy versus RK Bro angle. But it's really grown on me with the uh, ridiculous competitions and the uh, you know the whole Billy, Billy Madison angle with uh, these these contests. They've been great. Chad Gable has been so money; it's not even funny. It's uh, everything he's doing is so over. You know, who doesn't live for the shoosh? Mm-hmm. I mean. And then, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, it was in the beginning it was corny, but now you you, you can't not pop at it. And then the whole uh, everybody's get by the don't boo education line. You know, he's bragging on his 4.0s and how you know getting his degree and people are booing him and don't boo education. That's just bad, and it shuts the crowd down every time. It's, yep. It cracks me up every time I see it. And I, even on this this last raw, we saw signs that said "Don't boo education." So mm-hmm. it is getting so over; it's crazy. Uh, so Gable gets gets the uh, gets the diamonds up because the guy is killing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and Otis, even amidst all this comedy uh, that's going on, they're really getting over as uh, you know a strong tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, and where we didn't see them as you know, worthy of holding the titles. Now we can see it. And, you know, shout out to RK Bro for really leaning into it and being, uh, well, you kind of have a straight man and a, a joker on both sides with uh, both teams, but it's been working like magic. So, uh, you know, where he, as at first you may have wanted to, take your bathroom break when this segment came on now it's must see tv so um everything fits now you you want to see these guys go at each other again and they've done a great job putting over otis uh, 
both the wrestlers and everybody at the commentary table. Um, so I want to see more of more of this going on. I mean, they may be running out of steam with the athletic with the uh, competitions. I don't know what the next thing is, but uh, well, that was it. here for it. Now they now they got the title shot because they were just yeah. the best out of three. So that I think they ran it to where they need to, like you said, because you don't want to overdo it. So uh, right now I I don't know if it's this month. Well, no, we got the we're getting the toga party member on right this right coming toga party. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Otis and um, Chad will crash that. Um, probably bringing up, you know, you shouldn't be drinking on the job or, you know, some sort of angle like that angle. So, um, yeah, uh, a little bump for my, my street profits taking the L's, but, you know, it, it doesn't take them out of contention. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a triple, if a th- triple threat match uh, comes out of it at some point. Um, and you can easily do that by giving them a win against either team and you know reestablishing their legitimacy so they're just uh, an ancillary piece you can move around between the three team with these three teams and you know they stay they stay legit they stay in the mix and you know just on the outside and you can filter them in where you want uh, and you were talking about the end with uh, Seth and Kevin uh, great match great main event and you know, who wouldn't love to see Kevin and Steph work together? There's another team whose chemistry has really come together. Um, and their their characters have come from so far on opposite ends of the spectrum that, uh, you know, they seem like a natural fit now. So, you know, they're in another interesting entry into the whole tag team rank. So for once, the tag team division actually looks good on Raw, where it was – it's usually been a hot mess for a long time. So, you know, it's getting, it's getting better. Uh, yeah. And I think that would be what the fourth or fifth <laughs> tag team partner for Seth Rollins to win a tag team title with, which is crazy. But I mean, he just shows that he can mesh with anybody you give him. I mean, he's really, you know, that Swiss army knife that they need. So um, what about uh, Damian Priest eating some L's? I, I don't know, like they, you know, AJ Styles, I get beating him, I guess. But at the same time, like, I feel like Damian Priest needs to really get some momentum back. It it feels like, I think, like you said, Greg, they brought it up last week. Trying to lean into the two sides of him is probably not working as well as they thought. So I don't know what, you know, other than trying to let him go in a role, you know, towards WrestleMania. And then whoever beats it, maybe maybe somebody does beat him there. But I think probably having him win, you know, some you know win, like dominating fashion leading up to WrestleMania probably is what they need to do. Is that what any, any thoughts on what they you know what we're thinking about with that? Yeah, the the words of Chris Jericho come to mind. It was bad idea from bad creative. Uh, I like the name Damian Priest, but when you try to really take it so literally, you know. Damien Evil, Priest Good, and you're going to see these sides switch on and off. Uh, it's it's taking something good and just making it bad. And it's not believable. And I think that uh, the fans have kind of turned on it a little bit. And that's why he's now starting to eat L's because 
you know, the, it's, you know, nobody's buying it. They're kind of sitting on their hands during his matches and really not putting them over. And I think they're seeing that backstage. And now it's, you know, he can, you know, take a few losses. Now the question is, are they going to double down and make it and make it more natural and get away from the whole, here's the good side, here's the evil side, and yeah. just let it, let it occur naturally? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way to do it if you want to give him his momentum back. But the, you know how bad they are with giving you a push and then pulling the rug right out from under you uh, 10 minutes later. So it's going to be curious to see what they do with it. He still has a championship, so at least there's that. And you can rectify the situation, you know, by giving him a run of of wins going into WrestleMania and giving him a and then, opponent who's going to make him look good. I mean, I guess that could be Austin Theory. You know, if you really want Austin Theory to like win a big title yeah. at WrestleMania, that could be a route to go. Um, you know, maybe that's the final Vince McMahon angle with him. You know, Vince is like, well, prove it to me that you can do this. And I mean, that's what I, I'd probably envision that maybe happening. Because uh, I usually mm-hmm. like guys winning their big title, you know, their first title at WrestleMania. I think that's always a good sign of things yeah. to come. Uh, spoiler alert, we might bring up Austin Theory later on as our last call question. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink. So um, how about Dominic Mysterio defeating The Miz? I mean, are we getting the Miz and Rey Mysterio maybe at WrestleMania? I mean, I know it's still a little bit away, but we always think what is leading into it. Because uh, I, you know, I don't know who's going to team up with the Miz against Dominic and Rey right now. You know, John Morrison is gone, so we don't have that. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know where this is going for either guy. You know, other than just some time filler until we decide what is there for them at wrestlemania maybe that's it too so um any thoughts greg on dominic mister defeating the miz i know uh maurice tried to get involved she didn't that didn't work out um so but i feel like we might get ray in the miz i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean it doesn't seem like wrestlemania worthy i mean at (laughs) uh at the next uh you know you put it in saudi arabia make it look and you know give it a good spotlight but yeah um no not for wrestlemania i think this is a good space filler until you get to what they're really doing um it's a good moment to get dominic over a little bit more mm-hmm. because he's been kind of pretty uh you know lost in the shuffle and he hasn't really been spectacular in his you know in-ring uh performances so you know he's been passable but he hasn't been great so uh, miz is a good foil to come in and you know get that work in and you know try to help establish yourself so Mm -hmm. it's it's a long climb uphill for uh dominic but uh guys up somewhere it's a little backwards because you would think you'd want the miz kind of be that first few for dominic just to really get him on that next level. If you really think you have seats of the moment, you know, I, I mean, it's so hard to believe Dominic's first match ever was against Seth Rollins. I mean, that's, you know, that's still something to think about and 
getting taken out by Brock and all that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, they've tried, you know, like you, they've, they've tried to put the the eggs in the basket of Dominic and, you know, it, it's a little, up, a little shaky. Sometimes he really shows out and sometimes, like you said, it's just passable. So um, I'm kind of going to throw the women's stuff together, Greg. So uh, let's first talk about Lita, Becky Lynch. I think that's going to be a really awesome match to see at Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia. I don't know if there's really anything else we need to say there, but I do want to bring up the Elimination Chamber because we had Bianca Belair defeat Nikki Ash, Dewdrop defeat Liv Morgan. We still have five spaces in there, and there's still a mystery opponent. That has to be Bailey, right? I just don't know who else. I mean, unless Alexa, do you think? I mean, we keep thinking Alexa's just going to show back up on Raw, but if Bailey's not ready, maybe you need. Maybe throw Alexa in there because there's still that mystery opponent left to mm-hmm. go in there. So uh, any thoughts on who that mystery opponent, that mystery six entrant will be, Greg? I'm curious. Um, a few names and a few names come to mind. Uh, I do like the idea of an NXT lady finally getting their call up. Uh, Raquel, EO, uh, but look great in one of those pods. I guess we haven't even talked uh, about your woman either. Awesome. That's right. I was thinking I about mean, her too. If, if she comes back, though, I want her back at WrestleMania. But at this rate, <laughs> if, yeah, if you're going to have if you're going to give her a, a match at WrestleMania, though, this would be the, the right point to turn back up to reintroduce her. Problem is, is that but in Saudi Arabia, are they going to even know who she is? So that's that's my issue with it. Um, you know, if it's here in the States, you know, that pop is going to blow the roof off. But how is it going to go over in Saudi Arabia? And plus, with Oscar's, you know, entrance and, you know, as, as, out, as out there as it is, you know, uh, is she going to have to tone it down? And she comes out of, you know, we don't want it toned down. We want it turned all the way up. So. Um, I wouldn't want her to come back in Saudi Arabia, so that's my only issue with that. Alexa, I'd like to see her in there, um, but that's that's where I'm putting my money either on Alexa or with a, a long overdue call up from NXT, uh, Raquel Gonzalez or EO, or maybe even throw uh, Dakota Kai in there. Wendy Chu was trying to put her name in there. She said she wanted to bring a pillow in there and lay down. So um, <laughs> I, I don't think we'll be seeing Wendy though. Uh, so, and I guess I did remember uh, Roderick Strong was in that greatest Royal Rumble. So it's not, you, not like you can't put, you know, because that's when him and Dana Bryan just slapped the heck out of the chest. Uh, you know, and I think Dana Bryan was redder than like meat, <laughs> like a meat tenderizer. So, um, yeah, Raquel, EO, I mean, it's, there's definitely names out there, but like I said, it, it's very interesting. They haven't even really brought it up yet. So it's like that idea that, oh man, this should better be big. You know, if you're not even going to speculate on it, then it needs to be bigger than what it is. So, right. um, you know, some other things that happened. So Kevin Owens did defeat Austin Theory. I mean, it probably, you probably should have went opposite there. You know, we can't give Austin Theory the 50, 50 booking if you're booking him the way that you want to. So I was not a big fan of Kevin Owens defeating Austin Theory there. Uh, 
you know, I, like I said, I, I guess my only thank you for all the theories, maybe the U S title um, happening there at WrestleMania. So um, any thoughts there, uh, Greg on Kevin Owens and Austin theory. Uh, it was a good match. And if this leads to, you know, an ongoing rivalry, rivalry with the two, um, all for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know, if, you know, they have, you know, 10 matches that Austin theory is not going to win them all. So, yeah. Um, I understand it, but like you said, it is it is too early to do 50-50 booking with Austin Theory if you want to, you know, put him on the path that we're seeing him on right now. So, yeah. Um, but I'll give him a pass for this one, but he needs to come out on the uh, winning end of most of the exchanges, uh, at least for the while, for the time being. So, uh, I'll I'll give it a pass on you know this round. But and especially since they look like they're going to send Kevin on the tag team route. Yeah. So I think it's fine for this time. Yeah. Uh, well, that's really all I had left on Raw. We're not even going to talk about Dana Brooke kissing Reggie and calling him a friend because I don't want to go down that road. So we're gonna <laughs> kiss go him and put NXT. him in the friend zone. It was great. <laughs> that's all that happened. That is what happened there. So. I guess that just means Reggie will probably beat her for the 24-7 title. So, um, anyways, on NXT, Greg, let's uh, let's kind of start with the Dusty uh, Rhodes Classic. So, we have our finals. The Creed Brothers will go against MSK. Uh, once again, I, I mean, I, it probably needs to be Creed Brothers. But I want to put it past NXT to put MSK as the winners. It's almost a coin flip, but uh, I think if they really want to make the Creed brothers what they should, it should be all, you know, there should be them in a good win. Uh, so your upset team, Greg, did not make it, but uh, not surprising, I think. You know, I, I guess there was a slim shot that they could have, up, you know, defeated them, but it is going to be Creed brothers MSK. So any thoughts on that as our, uh, I believe that happened at Vengeance Day uh, this coming Tuesday, so. Yeah, um, great, great matches with the with the qualifiers, and I thought that the uh, Idris and Malik were going to actually win. Uh, the match was super solid, and I really enjoyed watching it. And I thought until the end that they were going to find a way to get that win. So I was a little disappointed at the uh, winner, but I can't. Can't hate on the match. It was a great match. Uh, with MSK versus Creed Brothers, it's kind of, you know, if you were to seed the team's uh, NCAA tournament style, you would have had them as one seeds. Mm-hmm. So uh, it makes sense. And I want the Creed Brothers to win too, but I think it's going to end up being MSK with the time they put in with the whole um, – going back to find ourselves and get back to, you know, who you were kind of thing they've been doing for the last few months. Um, that This will be the payoff. And I don't want it because I'm still not an MSK fan. I, I don't feel them. Uh, I'm, on the other hand, I do feel the Korea brothers. They, they seem more real to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they'd be better as the winners, but the way that the shows have been playing themselves out, I think it's going to end up with, with MSK being repeat champions. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, 
it feels like that would be the storyline to follow. Um, and I, I mean, like we said, I still, I still think you could put the Creed brothers in a title shot down the road. I mean, there's, it's yeah. easy to have them win against um, Imperium or something like that. Cause you still have that out there too. You know, you've had Imperium messing, you know, having a little f- side feud with diamond mind. So you still have that out there. Uh, Tiffany Stratton defeated Wendy right. Chu. I kind of thought this would go opposite, um, you know, but you did have Wendy kind of get up the, with the the um, the black card that she got. Then she had some stuff in the back that saw Dakota Kai back there with looking through the stuff. So it looks like we'll get Wendy and Dakota Kai in a match down the road. Uh, we also had Saray defeat Dakota Kai. So kind of weird that <laughs> the women going to feud together, Greg, both get the loss. But, you know, sometimes that's how it goes. So, um, Tiffany Stratton, eh, I mean, she's, you know, I don't see anything there yet. I don't know about you, Greg. Do you see anything there yet with her? No. uh, She just seems like another pretty face and, you know, who can do some gymnastics. Uh, I like that they carry on the storyline with, you know, the whole, you know, credit card, but that wasn't enough bags to max out a black card. I'm just saying uh, they should have come back with, with a concierge. You suspend your, you couldn't just, just suspend your disbelief on that, Greg, for that. Yeah. They, that they had like, stuff. they had like three bags of peace. I'm like, come wow. on, man. So <laughs> and we didn't I mean, even see what's in the bags. Like we didn't even know what's, what's in the bag. What's in the bag. <laughs> right. So you, you gotta, you gotta go bigger on that. You're going to play an AS. Storyline like that, you know, you know, she's the rich girl and daddy's black card, and you know they come back with like two bags apiece. Come on, man, you gotta you gotta give us more than that. I think she needs to be um, somebody's like valet, or she needs to be hiring somebody to t- like hire a hired gun or something like that. I think that, and then you know if you yeah. need her to be in the ring, she can do some sneaky stuff. But I mean, I get it. You're gonna throw her out there because we are kind of. Uh, slim pickings on the women right now so uh, we'll see i mean i, I still am, i'm still all about wendy chu though <laughs> she is yeah i mean like she said she gets to play up a gimmick where you dress in pjs and wrestle with a pillow and a stuffed teddy bear i mean what more like what i think she was mei ying too so like she definitely could do either yeah. side of the the coin is what i'm hearing so uh, what about Saray? Any any thoughts on her, Greg? Are we still kind of? I mean, picking up a win over Dakota is probably good to really get her some momentum. But um, you know, and she's still doing the weird like changes from the little schoolgirl to the warrior, the son of the warrior. What you know, warrior of the sun gimmick. Yeah. So I'm still, you know, still a little on the fence about it. Yeah, I want to see what they do with it because it's. It's very anime. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this was the thought going into it with her changing from the, the schoolgirl to uh, the wrestler. But, you know, it's we're still waiting for something cool to happen. And, you know, just the appearance change in a, a basic match isn't going to do it. So, you know, you've made this step. What are you going to do to make it better? And yeah. that's what I'm going to see if she has to create they have the creativity to make it into something because she doesn't have that mystique. She doesn't have the aura that 
you know, her other country women do like uh, EO and Oscar. And once you come through and all that uh, charisma just oozes through the screen. So she doesn't have that. So how is she going to make that? It's like she needs to show that she's resilient some way. Like she needs to be beaten down or some, you know, and then come back, um, you know, Hulk up or or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever uh, way they'll have her. But uh, Pete Dunn defeated Draco Anthony. Uh, kind of a couple storylines there were that it looks like Anthony might be recruited by Joe Gacy and Harlan. And I think that would be interesting. I think getting more people with, Gacy to kind of follow his cult like is something. Uh, mm-hmm. But the bigger story obviously is Pete Dunn and um, Tony D'Angelo fight in the steel cage with weapons. So they're going to allow, you know, some weapons in the steel cage. Um, I would say, Greg, is that Pete Dunn's swan song in NXT? Or do you think he'll still be around? I mean, I feel like if you're going all out, like, you know, this is the final chapter between these two. I'm almost think you probably need to move Pete Dunn up to the SmackDown or Raw and let him do some stuff there. But at the same time, does that happen? <laughs> I mean, so what do you, any mm-hmm. thoughts on that aspect that I'm kind of throwing out there, Greg? No, I like it that uh, if you're going to go out, this is a match to go out on. Um, you know, put in somebody over. Right. And they're pretty much stealing the, uh, WCW's Chamber of Horrors concept yeah. by uh, attaching weapons to the cage. And it plays into D'Angelo's uh, gimmick, uh, you know, taking people out mafia style. And, you know, you have them end Pete Dunn with some brutal uh, finish and, you know, puts him over big, makes him look great. And then, you know, Pete Dunn goes out on his shield. So, mm-hmm. uh, everybody still looks good in the end. And then you have, you know, Pete Dunn show up on the main roster. He hasn't lost, lost any credibility with this as his last match. And now he can start doing things on the main roster. So I'm totally with you on that thought. And if he, and especially if he's like, you know, in the U S for good, I mean, you might as well just use him on the main roster. And like I said, I think on SmackDown, cause you can have McAfee, from commentary side, really build them up, yeah. right? Play into that. So, um, yeah. Uh, your boy LA Knight got a big win against Sanga, but he will be arrested next week, Greg. So we will possibly see the <laughs> stone cold moment of LA Knight somehow uh, happening next week. Uh, any thoughts on that aspect? Yeah, you know, I love it when my boy LA Knight's on the screen and uh, gets the big win. Uh, looks good doing it, and now, you know, we have uh, Waller going back on his words, saying if he beats Sanga, you know, I'll, I'll get rid of the restraining order. And now he says he's going to have him arrested, so it's it's going to end up flipping the other way. And uh, you know, the, I'm sure there'll be a promo involved, and he'll call him out, LA Knight style. It'll be awesome, and. We'll end up with the match either. Well, I think actually the match will happen on the show because it's uh, my book is like we just have a guy arrested. So I think it's we're going to get something out of those two and continue the story. So uh, here for it. That's my dude. We're getting the uh, 
the whole treatment together with the, you know bringing out the catchphrases, getting everything ready. Mm-hmm. You know, top babyface that that facts of life talk show is on the horizon. I can see it. <laughs> it it's coming. It's going to be awesome. And if you haven't seen it before, you're going to see why I've, I've been chomping on it for so long because it's going to be great when it gets here. So yeah. stay tuned. Or you do some aspect where um, LA Knight gets arrested and then you have Grace of Wall or so. Well, I'll do the match against him. And maybe he has somebody bail him out somehow or or he can't make the match because he's arrested. So I think you, you can play that aspect up as well and, you know, still leave it open for a match. So um, let's get to let's get to the women's championship match, Greg, and then we'll leave the. Dolph Ziggler stuff at the end because I think that was really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is actually interesting for the first time for in a while. while. <laughs> for a while. But anyway, so the women's match saw Mandy Rose defeat Kaylee Ray. Now the big story was well, there's a couple stories, I guess, coming out of it, but Toxic Attraction tactically involved themselves when they weren't going to because I was wondering, well, who would be next for Mandy Rose? It's still Kaylee Ray. So you'll have to play some matchup, you know, to give Kaylee Ray a legit shot with no outside interference. But then also we saw Io Shirai come to the rescue of Kaylee Ray because we were wondering who would Io pick as a tag mm-hmm. team partner. So now you have Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray in the probably Dusty Classic, Dusty Rhodes Classic for the women's side of things. And that's a <laughs> that's a legit tag team, you know, singles women's, but uh, that looks like a legit tag team already. So a couple good storylines that came out of that one match in a way. So uh, thoughts on that aspect, and then we'll get into the uh, championship summit that you know kind of took place there. So uh, have at it, Greg, with the, the women's side of things first. Yeah, good good title match. I uh, enjoyed it. the Manny Rose and Kaylee Ray match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you figured there was going to be some outside interference in the end, even with the stuff that went on before with, uh getting kicked out of the building um not surprised at all they found their way back in it's always seems to be what happens yeah. uh, so like i said it, it keeps kaylee ray in line and shows they can have a banger of a match and we still don't know who would come out on the on the right side of it so i like that aspect plus mm-hmm. uh kaylee ray adio looks like an awesome team you know last week we talked about who's going to be there to beat uh raquel and um cora and we didn't really have any answers but now you got a legit team to face them on the other side so um marty on that side more than raquel and cora Mm -hmm. so um like i said a lot of storylines were you know, smoothed out and, um, you know, to pay off later. So I, I like what they did with it and it's going to, it's going to get better uh, as we see the, uh, the two teams develop and see who else is in, in the classic. So mm-hmm. um, I still looking forward to it. It should be pretty good. Yeah. I think we need to keep um, Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai on one side. Cora J and Raquel on the other side. I mean, I hope they don't just give us that like in semifinals. That needs to be the finals. I mean, that's 
you pretty much have your two yeah. favorites. I mean, you like we said, you're the men's side, you pretty much went favorites heavy. I feel like the women's side you have to as well, because all four of those women are just at the top. And and especially if you could play up Eo Shirai and Kayla Ray against Toxic Contraction, and then that still gives some leeway into, you know, Mandy Rose or, you know, getting the title shots. So uh, then let's just wrap it up with the championship summit. You know, we thought this would just be a little talking segment between Escobar and Brom Breaker. Dolph Ziggler comes out there, which, like I said, probably the first time in a while that he, you know, I think they didn't give him the script. I said, I think they really just said, hey, here's the mic. You go out there and say, say what you need to say. Tommaso Ciampa came out there. The only thing I will add, Greg, is Robert Roode is probably thinking, what the hell? <laughs> Why am I not in Dolph Ziggler's spot? It, you know, he's a former NXT champion, former NXT guy. But at the same time, I do like that you threw someone like Ziggler. I mean, it helped Zack Ryder down there. Cesaro was down there. Uh, TJ, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, TJ Wilson, uh, Natty's husband. I mean, so I like when... You know, if you're not going to do anything on the main roster, what I mean, AJ went down there, <laughs> so I mean it. It could do wonders for Ziggler. You know, maybe get him refreshed and re-energized, and then on the main roster, you know, he comes back with a renewed sense of purpose. But at the same time, I, I'm talking out as usual, my both sides of my mouth, where I'm thinking, why is Robert Roode not in that spot? Because Robert Roode needs anything you could literally give him right now. <laughs> I mean, either it's walking papers to go do something else or put him down in NXT and let him be in that championship summit. But at the same time, I, I like that. I mean, Ziggler is a gatekeeper type. So if Braun Breaker could get a good win over him and, you know, if Escobar could get a win over Ziggler or even Champa, Champa and Ziggler. So I understand it. And, you know, it it is what it is, <laughs> as they say, you know, the old the old cliche saying, but um interesting that Ziggler was given the green light to go down there I felt like he had to ask for that I don't think they would have just <laughs> came to Ziggler I think he really probably used a little you know a little vocal power to say hey you know especially since you had Braun Breaker using some Twitter feud you know Twitter aspect to do that so uh mm -hmm. your own thoughts on all that championship summit breakdown Greg <laughs> yeah well first thing if you want to help Robert Roode Three words, sign James Storm. Yeah. You know, bring him in, you put them together, boom, you have an instant tag team that everybody loves, and you got a legit tag team back to uh, add some more depth, and they're instantly going to be one of the hottest things on TV. So that's how you help Robert Roode. Uh, as far as the summit goes, as the uh, – the opposite response as far as giving us a unexpected um, unexpected person popping up uh, going back to the whole surprise challenger for Roman Reigns with Goldberg uh, coming in from out of nowhere mm -hmm. and everybody's like whoa okay why is he here and uh, but that that was on my downside of the ranking yes. with with this when uh ziggler's music hit and he came out 
the whole crowd popped for it and you know he got love it was awesome and it was okay why is he here but it was in a good way and um he he definitely fits he's seen nxt is more his 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 bag and he just looks like a natural sitting in there between Braun and Escobar mm-hmm. and just, like I said, giving him mic and let him say what he wants to say. Uh, the promo was awesome. Uh, and he looked like the king. It's like, he should have been the one guy wearing the belt between, sitting between the two of them. Cause his, his attitude, his aura just emanated through the TV screen yep. and um, it ended up being, turning what was an average segment into a great segment and so you let him go down there let him um you know do his thing down there it's going to elevate everybody and this is why you can't get rid of all the veterans because that's true you need that veteran presence down there to put the younger guys over uh braun is still a baby in this business escobar has been around the world uh but we only know him on the mainstream for a few minutes mm-hmm. and this is going to raise both their stocks to the moon. Um, so this is why you need that veteran presence down there and they're trying to kick everybody out and just leave the new kids in there. And this shows why you can't do that. Uh, you got somebody like Dolph Ziggler, who's an afterthought on the main roster pop up for five minutes. And the whole crowd goes, whole house goes crazy, and that's what you need. You need to to get those eyeballs on your product. You need to have those guys around there that people know, and when they show up, people are going to be like, oh, okay, yeah. here we go, and that's what you're getting. But you need those veterans down there to do that. So I hope this sends a message to um, the people in the ivory tower that you need to leave veteran presence in NXT to make it better. You know, you just can't have all the 2.0 guys, all the people who have been there two years or less and figuring it out in there without these veterans. And you're pushing them out the door way too fast. And those guys aren't going to get better just wrestling each other. They're going to need that those veterans in there uh, in the mix, helping them get better and raising their level. So love this segment. Uh, love the idea of, of Dolph going back down there and, you know, lending his ability down there because he can go when he's given the the chance yeah. to. Oh, yeah. And even if he mentioned that during his promo that, you know, if you watch me 99 or 100 times on the main roster, I probably lost 99 of them. So he owned it. Uh, so I love that. But he's like, everybody here knows what I can do when I have the chance. And he's absolutely right. So, um I'm looking forward to him killing it down there, doing killer promos, and you know, getting the uh, get the young kids over. So it's it's what NXT needed. So a really strong show before Vengeance Day. And I'll be, you know, I think I think that'll you know be like I keep saying. I think the takeover before WrestleMania will be telling, but this could be maybe a really good. You know, they gave us a really strong episode here. Maybe Vengeance Day can keep building up momentum and you know get get some momentum going back to NXT like we like we used to see it. So, um, yeah. All right. And on to SmackDown. So, um, 
the big story was all about Sonia Deville, Naomi, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. So we'll kind of just book in that stuff, Greg, and then catch up in the middle. But the big stuff. So I'm already seeing they've already they've just announced. So it'll be Ronda and Naomi, Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte and Sonia Deville at Elimination Chamber in a you know tag team match. So that's a pretty now that you know you had those four women, you got a you actually have a pretty split show between men and women for Saudi Arabia. And that's pretty awesome to see. Mm-hmm. I know it's still Saudi Arabia, it still has all the <laughs> the kind of Ickiness to it is a word yeah. I'll a word I'll throw <laughs> to it, but I think this is this has made a lot of strides in allowing women to perform there. So I think that's you know that's all we can ask for in a way. So, um, but you know I'll be interested to see who comes out on the end because I feel like it's all headed for Ronda beat Charlotte at WrestleMania. That just you know. So do you give Ronda the big win here? at Elimination Chamber and at WrestleMania, probably. I mean, you already gave her the Rumble, too. So, uh, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. But anyways, um, you know, I I feel like they are also leaning towards Sonya probably being out the door as far as the upper management. I think that's probably best. Get her back in the ring more. Let her, you know, work back in the ring more. So uh, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. for all that big storyline, Greg. But that was kind of the big story coming out of last night and head into the uh, elimination chamber. So uh, some of your thoughts on all that aspect with all four of those women, uh, does Sonia eventually get out, you know, is Sonia really headed towards the door as uh, upper management and back into wrestling role? And what do you think about the match headed towards elimination chamber? Like that match here. Yeah, I think that Sonia is headed out of, of, of the management role and getting back into being a full-time wrestler. She, you know, her segments are kind of, eh, and she was much more effective in the ring anyway. Um, this running beef she's had with Naomi has been, you know, waiting for the payoff for a long time. And, um, I think they're finally going to get the blow off at WrestleMania. It's going to be a WrestleMania match. Yeah. And doing this tag team style is going to be just a way to prolong it. And with her losing her job eventually um, and being related just to a wrestler, now you're going to have your um, catapult into WrestleMania, into a, a just a match, no suits. You know, just her back as a full-time wrestler. Mm-hmm. So, and it's you know the big stage to bring yourself back in on. So, uh, that works out. And then as far as tagging the tag match, uh, you know, continuing the storylines, helping Ronda look powerful. Uh, I think Naomi ends up getting the pin, uh, probably in this match. Uh, on Sonya. Well, you could do it on Sonya, but it'd be even more fun to do it with Charlotte, too. Um, so so you can Sonya have her in the title picture if you need to. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, if, you know, give Naomi the spotlight even with Ronda in there, or they do the, like a double, um, double submission. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, I could see that happening. That keeps both women strong, and you don't really necessarily have an ultimate winner because you have both women showing. Because uh, yeah. I mean, Naomi got a pretty good, solid outing with Charlotte last night. That's why I don't think Naomi's going to be in the title picture until mm-hmm. you know down the road. I what you know, maybe if Ronda gets it, you can do Naomi and Ronda. But I mean, that was what twenty some twenty thirty last you know last twenty five thirty minutes of Raw or of SmackDown last night. Um, just shows Naomi could still go. I mean, and Charlotte as obviously Charlotte. So, um, mm-hmm. how about Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura? So they've already put out the spoiler, Greg. If anybody doesn't want to listen, don't listen now. Just <laughs> I'll tell you when to come back. Sami Zayn is your new Intercontinental Champion. He got the title back from Shinsuke because they obviously had to tape SmackDown. Since I would assume they're flying to. Saudi Arabia next week, you know, I don't know what day, maybe Thursday, maybe Friday, you know, try to get that jet lag out of the way. So, um, Sami Zayn, I I would assume that match is taped for taped last night and then it will air next week. But Sami Zayn got the title back, which I think is fine, but I still wonder, I mean, but there's still the Johnny Knoxville stuff. I, I still think we're getting Knoxville and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania, Greg. I know it's not the best, you know, match for your IC champion, but why are they still playing it up? Yeah, um, and and I'm fine with it. They've given it enough of an art to pay it off at WrestleMania. Um, what else is Sammy going to do? He's been in this whole conspiracy mode, um, and all of his previous foils are doing bigger things. Um, he was doing the thing with Brock and that's over with. He was doing the thing with Kevin Owens and that's over with. He was um, doing the thing with Seth and that's over with. So everybody that he works with ends up going to bigger, better things. And now he's on to the whole Johnny Knoxville business. And it'll, it'll be a fun, you know, comedic match for, you know, second match of the night at WrestleMania. Um, and now with, you know, these, these two going back and forth and uh, Sammy going to the red carpet and Johnny coming over here. Yeah. You have a few more weeks of them doing the back and forth and getting each, each other's territory and really giving each other, you know, some heat and building the momentum towards it. Uh, I'm fine with it. It'll be a, a, you know, cartoony kind of match, but it'll still be c- kind of fun. You know, and then, second then match of the, the night. IC, oh, I was gonna say, then we need the IC title to mean something. <laughs> like after yeah. WrestleMania, let's you know let Sami Zayn. I mean, he you know he carried it to a next level. I thought when he had it, so hopefully he can do that again. Uh, do we think Nakamura's out the door? Uh, he's on the wall, yet. kind of. Um, I don't know. It just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I he think might he's be. Rick Boogs enough. So maybe now Boogs is ready to go on his own. Um, I think Nakamura, I mean, if he's happy doing whatever, then that's fine. You know, like we always say, whatever they, whatever the wrestler thinks they need to do to make them happy and comfortable, then that's fine. So uh, uncomfortable, I am with Big E and Kofi Kingston getting beat by Los Lotharios, the lethal lovers with the kiss cam. <laughs> So now that's a thing. 
So uh, yeah. Um. Anyways, and Happy Corbin defeated Cesaro. So yeah, that was a thing. And Natalia defeated Aaliyah, and that was a thing, Greg. So, um, any one of those things you want to tackle? Because, well, we are getting Madcap and Drew at Elimination Chamber, and I mean, I hate to say it, Greg, we're getting Drew and. Corbin at WrestleMania. The undefeated Drew or uh, Baron Corbin. <laughs> you know, not yeah. really undefeated, but whatever. So uh, I think that's probably the biggest storyline we're seeing. Um, I thought Aaliyah should have beat Natalia, honestly, but I get, I mean, it was Natalia's match. She probably had to win. And, you know, you could still build it. And then obviously we're going to get Zia Lee. Uh, hopefully, Zia Lee gets a big win over Natalia at WrestleMania. I think if you're going to go that route, you know, that should be Zia Lee's coming out party. So um, I kind of threw all that stuff together. So because it was kind of there, Greg. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't yeah. anything. Yeah. Nothing spectacular about <laughs> it. And I'm with you. I'm, I was most disappointed with the Aaliyah match because there's so much you can do with the whole Aaliyah 317. Yeah, and I'm ready for it. I want to back it, and you know, if she can make it work, you know, I will go out and get a Leah set three seventeen T-shirt. Uh, but you know, you you're playing it this close to Stone Cold. Uh, you know, the shirts in the same font, the it everything's just sitting there waiting for you to use it, and you know, make her the female Stone Cold. Um, I was noticing that, you know, in the matches prior, you know, there was, you know, disqualification finish, there was a count out finish, and there was a, a true finish. This would be a great moment for her to, to win the match and go, Aaliyah 317 says, you know, I just kicked your ass or something like that, and just go with it and let the let the crowd put it over and, you know, give her enough of her character change from you know happy cheerleader Aaliyah to you know butt kicker Aaliyah mm -hmm. and they didn't do it here uh, I'm gonna hold out judgment and see if they let it come out at you know another point maybe she gets asked for a rematch or something and same way as you know when Austin cut that promo on Jake the Snake she's got another um you know, kind of legendary figure with Natalia in there, mm -hmm. you know, daughter of the Anvil, to cut the same type of promo on. They just got to do it. They got to pull the trigger on it. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that she'll actually do it. Um, but but that, that was the, the fact, biggest disappointment there. Yeah, the fact that Zia Lee keeps coming out to her aid, though, shows Doesn't us help. that they're, hot, they're higher on Zia Lee, which is fine because right. I think they need to show – you know, I think Zia Lee does have something. Uh, she, you know, she's got a look, she's got a presence. So, um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, then but the Aaliyah's got the gimmick, though. I mean, if she you does, can that's true. just go with the gimmick, do it. Aaliyah 317, it says it's on the shirt. Having her beat people, just like, do it. Have a timer or something like that, like a clock, and see if she can recreate it and all that. So, um, yeah. And then the other stuff was uh, Roman wants to Goldberg, Goldberg. I don't know what that means, but. Goldberg wants to Roman Roman, I guess. So um, this, you know, this should just be a quick, 
<laughs> this should be the shortest match of the night. This should last three minutes and 16 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Roman should, but it won't, it, like I said, it'll probably be seven, eight, ten at the most, you know, between shenanigans of just, you know, feeling each other out. But um, Spear, Spear, and, you know, I, I would actually like Roman to, you know, make Goldberg tap out. And then, yeah. you, you know, you really have that built up. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously we're head towards Ro- Roman and Brock at, Rus- at WrestleMania. So, um, trying to think about, did I miss anything else from SmackDown that you wanted to catch up on on Greg or did we get everything? Uh, I agree with you on the, the Roman thing that it definitely is not going to be more than a 10-minute match. And I'm finished where... He catches the spear coming in and turns it into a guillotine and yeah. and and Goldberg goes to sleep. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the finish I see see for it. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness this will get Goldberg off my TV. I'm sick of him. Um, you know, I get the thing about Goldberg and Goldberg because they made so many references back to uh, his WCW and having 170 yeah. wins in a row and doing it in seconds and i'm yeah. sure that's what he meant by goldberg and goldberg but yeah so for once i hope that's what happens but you know it'll take six seven minutes for it for it to happen so or if he hits a jackhammer i'll 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 be okay with that if gold or if roman hits a jackhammer to win against goldberg i'll i'll i can get down with that i always liked <laughs> you know when stone cold would like rock bottom the rock or the rock would hit the stunner on stone cold. You know, we've seen that here and there. So I would be okay if Roman wins like with the jackhammer and, you know, just takes out, you know, Goldberg that way. So uh, let's get another commercial break and then we'll get to some AW news, um, some show stuff there. And then uh, we'll get to our last call. So wrap up the show for you guys. So uh, realty talk for our rock star realtor, Sean Nugent. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man, Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of funny, Greg. You saw I pulled on a shirt, and you were sitting in a sleeveless tee. So we are definitely in two different areas of the U.S. right now. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, man, and there's a little bit of snow coming down already. So, yeah. Oh, Anyways, wow. Yeah, go figure. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. Anyway, so um, MJF out to start Dynamite and uh, making out with, I believe it is its actual girlfriend. So some woman can legit put up with MJF and his shenanigans. Because wow. uh, he, he, uh, he gave a little, <laughs> that was a pretty deep kiss, so. I'm hearing that was possibly his real girlfriend that came out with him. And I don't know. The other woman, um, she's best known for Thunder Rosa for holding her up by the butt side. And she was kind of, you know, looking very <laughs> compromising. So uh, Gabby Ortiz is that woman. So anyways, uh, but MJF out there to begin. He had all the, you know, shenanigans out there. His, <laughs> his cardboard cutouts. He had the Burberry uh, red carpet, you know, Burberry carpet. 
the the um, the pinnacle was out there. I, I you know of course Greg the best was Wardlow did not join in the celebration. You know he was there. Uh, I mean that Wardlow face turn when that happens it is that's gonna that's gonna be a nice <laughs> pop. So um, yeah. By the way, Wardlow did beat the Blade in the match. Um, but we also had CM Punk come out there to crash the party. We had Darby Allen and Sting out there because uh, I think Darby and MJF have some unfinished business. And so this would lead to a, a mystery opponent or mystery partner for Punk. So that became John Moxley. And so we did have Moxley and Punk defeat FTR, obviously. Uh, cool little pairing there. Uh, this harkens back to the idea that uh, it was one time teased that the Shield would join up with CM Punk. So cool to see Punk and Moxley team up there, Greg, uh, to defeat FTR. But MJF at the beginning, giving us all the highlights and you know doing MJF stuff to uh, you know cement his legacy. I still think we'll get Punk and MJF two. And then probably three because you know we got to do these in trilogies, Greg. Um, mm-hmm. But way to start the show. Of course, you had to start with him. So, uh, any thoughts on the beginning and then the Punk and Moxley match against FTR? Yeah, the the opening was great. Uh, and who who has more fun in AEW than than MJF? I mean, yep. the the whole entrance on the the sedan. Uh, the way Corbin used to do when he was king of the ring, yep. uh, bringing him out on the sedan, and then you know, with girls on the side and um, the cardboard cutout, just so over the top and so ridiculous. It was awesome. Um, every time he's on the screen, it, you can't not watch him because he's going to do something that uh, you're going to remember. That's the difference with him and you know, comparing him to, to Corbin, which isn't even fair. Um, you know, he he did the gimmick, he didn't do the gimmick any justice, but this is how it should be done right here. Um, it was fantastic. The promo was fast, fantastic. Wartlow was great. Um, excluding himself from the celebration, celebration and the rest of the pinnacle, you know, whooping it up and not even paying any attention to the fact that Wartlow wasn't participating. Um, and then kind of on the low, you know, dissing him in the promos. And like you said, when that, that face turn happens, it's going to blow the roof off. So it's fun watching it develop. But, uh, you know, this is that long-term storytelling that we don't get in WWE that's going to be the reason that AEW is, uh, winning the ratings war by the end of the year. So um, it was great. Loved it. And then with um, Wardlow beating the Blade, good match before he kills the Blade. And then you have the, uh, the whole business at the end with uh, him forcing Punk to get a partner not named Sting or Darby to go against FTR. Um, great call by you know, bringing Moxley out, which turned into a great match. And now the beef's not over. Punk has another, you know, win over the pinnacle. And we can keep this storyline with MJF going, which has been probably like the best thing on AEW. So uh, 
everything was was great from the way they laid everything out and tied in so many angles at one time and then paid it off at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe one of the best things to not so good things, the inner circle team meeting. Uh, I mean, this is leading to proud and powerful, you know, Santana Ortiz against Jake Hager and Chris Jericho. Uh, I think people did make a notice that Jake Hager didn't do anything. So it does make you wonder if he just walks out on Jericho next week. I mm-hmm. personally would like just to, I, I think we just need to do the whole respect factor. You know, maybe Ortiz and Santana beat Jericho and Hager, and then they do go the separate ways, but you do the whole fist bump and tie up all those ends and just, you know, move mm-hmm. ahead. But at the same time, you've, you've given so much tension. Of course, this is what, like the third time <laughs> that we've had this whole, you know, second or third time, We've had the inner circle turmoil. So this does need to be the final call. I mean, the inner circle had a nice run. You know, the, st- yeah. the stadium stampede. I mean, Jericho as champion. Uh, you know, Sammy Guevara rise. I mean, him getting the, you know, the star power. So this does need to be it. And like I said, Ortiz and Santana need to be the final nail in the coffin. And everybody kind of move on there. That's what's going to be interesting, though, Greg, to see. What, how does Jericho stand up on his own? Because we really haven't seen it yet. You know, we've always seen him kind of with this, True. you know. Uh, I do wonder, though, if it's also a way to write him off TV. Uh, I don't know if Fozzie's touring or not, but, you know, maybe it's a way to write him off TV as well. So uh, any thoughts on the inner circle team <laughs> turmoil? Yeah, I, it does look like that's how it's going to go. Um, and that's the whole idea of a faction to make put a bunch of guys who were underused or, um, you know, not going anywhere together and making them all better, making them all uh, stand out more. And that's what they did. You know, we didn't know how good Sammy Guevara was when he joined the inner circle. Now we do. Um, If, if you weren't watching Impact back in the day, you didn't know how good Santana or Ortiz yeah. were back in the day. Now you do. Uh, we always knew about Jericho. And that's why he was the leader. Um, Hager, you know, again, he got a reboot in, in AEW. So the, it, the idea of the faction worked. Everybody is a much bigger star now than when they were formed. Uh, that's not named Jericho. And so they uh, accomplished their goal. And now we know that Problem Powerful is uh, one of, easily one of the best tag teams mm-hmm. on the planet. And it's time for them to break loose and go after the championships. And so they've achieved that goal of, you know, showing us. Uh, they've had some, some great matches uh, with FTR, with best friends, with uh, you know, pretty much everybody in the company. And now it's time to go get their shine because they haven't had their run with the championships yet. Um, so I I think they end up winning. And at the end, you have, you know, your group hug and, like you said, the fist bumps and everybody just kind of agrees to disagree and we're just going to go our separate ways. Yeah. So, um, in the end, it ends up being respect. It doesn't end up being a war. And um, 
I like the idea of, of Hager just saying, I give up and just, you know, walking off and getting ready to reinvent himself uh, a different way. So uh, I, I agree that's kind of how it's going to go is that, you know, the inner circle is, is done and it will be fun to see what happens with Jericho. But I think um, I did see that Fozzie is about to go out on their U.S. tour in another, I want to say around March or April. Okay. So this Makes could be, be the way to, to take Jericho off TV. And give him time to reinvent himself for uh, <laughs> another time. Like, that's the thing. Like, I really, I really want to see what he can what will he i know he's always talking about the pain maker maybe he kind of goes that route again and you know really heals it up somehow so uh mm -hmm. the worst kept secret ever greg uh keith lee is the big signee uh, like i said i felt like the jay white overshadowed it a little bit uh just because you know i don't think we i think everybody and their mom expected keith lee <laughs> to show up <laughs> um probably i you know, I, I guess a squash match would have been too much to ask, but and then the aftermath, you kind of had Keith Lee still look strong. Uh, but you know, I, it's going to be fun to see him in the ladder match. Uh, and I, I mean, I feel like he's got to be the heavy favorite to win. You know, I know, I know, what we hate giving title shots right away, but at the same time, if you want to build him up, then you know that's what you need to do. So, um, good little debut for him. But like I said, the worst kept secret ever. Uh, any thoughts on Keith Lee officially in AEW, Greg? Now just get Mia Yim, right? Exactly, yeah. You got to bring Mia too because they're officially married now. So mm -hmm. how about yep. that? Shout out to good him. week for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sign um, a good contract, get married, and yeah. There you go. Make your debut. Um, it was, I think, bad party planning in, in the sense that Right before Keith Lee comes out for his match, you have the uh, Jay White angle happen right before it. So that might have taken a little steam off of the surprise. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was still a good introduction. Um, everybody was still down with Keith Lee. You yeah. hear the, uh, Keith, the Keith Lee chants we used to hear in NXT. Uh, Keith glory. Lee, whoop, whoop. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, basket is glory. So everybody remembers, everybody knows. And, you know, he played it up a little bit, which is probably why he didn't do a squat. You want to give him a few minutes in the ring to mm -hmm. everybody to, you know, kind of put him over for everybody watching on TV. Yeah. Um, and then show his, you know, strength, power, throwing, literally throwing Isaiah Cassidy all the way across the ring at one point. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just let him, you know, shine for a few minutes before he, he kills Cassidy, which he did. So, mm -hmm. Um, I like it, you know, you know, he's going to get the, you know, respect he deserves in AEW, um, the chance to really show off what he can do more than he did. He was able to do on the main roster in WWE. And we're going to see more NXT Keith Lee instead of, um, you know, Bearcat and all the embarrassing things he had to do on the main roster. So um, I'm excited for you know, the matchups he's going to end up getting because, you know, he's a brute in there, but he's not one of those who's going to dwarf everybody who's in the ring with him because he's not the tallest guy in the in the fight either. So, yeah. uh, I like it. 
Yeah. Uh, Jade Cargill defeated AQA. Uh, I think she was a big, she's another signee. So they made, they made some waves there that night. Uh, just signing AQA. I have no idea who she is. Never heard anything about her. Uh, but Jade, I believe is, is she 30 and 0 now? Or she's, you know, I, I think, I think the 50, when you get to that 50th win, you really got to build that up, you know, just yeah. like you did for um, Sheeta. And, you know, if you could get Sheeta back before then, and maybe she beat Sheeta for that 50th win, talk about the storytelling there. So, uh, I think she is on the shelf though for some time, so unfortunately I don't know if that will happen. But uh, Jade keeps rolling. And on, uh, how about Serena Deeb and her? What was she calling the the five minute um, professor right. challenge? I think it was. So I think this yeah. is a good little gimmick for if you have somebody that you really believe in, you have them beat Serena in that challenge, and then you're off and running. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe Sky Blue or Red Velvet you know, gets that shot or, you know, some up and coming woman that really needs that shine. So I think that would be kind of fun to see as well. So um, any thoughts on, you know, those kind of, I kind of threw those together, Greg. So um, sorry to throw them together, but they kind of, you know, maybe, maybe feel that they fit together. So uh, any thoughts on Serena Deeb's five minute professor challenge? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, the the change that she's had the being such a violent um, wrestler now and you know everything she does with impact and brutality and mm-hmm. um, you don't see that as often in the women's division yeah. so um, loving it and you know the five minute challenge is great great gimmick especially when she gets her opponent out and just kind of checks her watch and you know, I can finish you at any time I want kind of uh, attitude. And it definitely sets the stage for, you know, somebody, like I said, lesser known to to pop up and instantly get that, that shine. But I'm going to give you a name that I think is going to end up walking through that door and is going to uh, set up a whole new uh, avalanche. And that's Candice LeRae. Okay. That, uh, you know, I think that the pregnancy will, will is going to happen or the baby's going to come sometime this month. I forgot what day, but I'm sure Johnny's going to tweet it out once it happens. And, you know, months down the road, three, four, five months down the road, um, that she's going to end up being one of those surprise entrants and boom, you have a brand new rivalry that's you know everybody's going to kill for it when they see her come out so i think that uh she's going to end up being all elite uh, probably around summertime and uh it's going to be amazing so uh, that's that's the girl i have pinpointed at uh being the one to step up to serena tony but, storm now that i'm thinking about it tony storm might be that woman you know we don't know what her where she's at what she's doing but she could True. just end up popping up one day, and uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I, you know, we definitely think Johnny Gargano is AEW bound as soon yep. as they feel comfortable with, you know, fatherhood and motherhood, and uh, that's, you know, that's the thing too. I wonder what kind of time frame. I, you know, it's probably more for Candice because you know she had the baby, and yeah. I, that's always a like, you know, what time frame is that? So. Um, 
Yeah, because you feel like Gargano, I mean, he could be a week later and be like, okay, I'm ready to go do wrestling again <laughs> or, you know, a month later. But uh, the women is always got to – it is telling. We haven't seen much on their front. I haven't seen much on their front um, social media-wise. So it's got to be, you know, coming. Like the baby, yeah. baby Gargano or, or maybe she – Maybe they're already here and they're just waiting to to debut it, you know, social media wise. But uh, anyways, so hey, uh, formula they, is uh, expensive these days, so they they got to get that money coming back <laughs> in too. <laughs> just run a farm. We just they just got to be farm people like Sierra Row. <laughs> just go get some cows. <laughs> yep. So, um, anyways, uh, then Adam, you know, Hangman Adam Page defeated Lance Archer um, in a you know nice Texas death match. A lot of blood was spilled. I mean, there was some legit, <laughs> some legit stuff. The big story though was Adam Cole coming out. You know, everybody kept harping on Adam Cole. Adam Cole needs to show up, and he did. So now we're off and running. That's your Revolution main event right there, Greg. Adam versus Adam. Yep. Uh, you know, so um, I and I it'll be interesting to see what kind of match you know we've seen. You know. 60 minute match. We've seen, you know, Iron Man match. We've seen a Texas death match. Will this be a straight up wrestling match for Adam Page finally, <laughs> Greg? Yep, I think it finally will be because there's uh, there's no animosity, no beef between these two. That they haven't crossed paths yeah. before. Yeah. And, you know, that's all the, that's all you need to just have a basic, you know, A to Z wrestling match. And, you know, anything that branches off of that will will happen but yeah you know just a good starter kit to get the ball rolling is it a one-off is it going to be you know something else but uh that remains to be seen but mm -hmm. uh, i like the way it ended adam cole coming out and you know not taking the cheap shot but you know just giving him the belt going i'm next mm -hmm. so um it was a perfect way to, to end the night, but uh, I'm super excited to see where it goes from here because the Heyman versus Adam is going to be sick. Um, so, but get finish this uh, segment without pointing out my favorite part of the night, which was not any of the things that we've mentioned yet. That was the part where we had a, a two-minute vignette from my dude, Pentagon. Mm, okay, yeah. Remember referencing uh, Alistair Black blowing the mist into his eyes mm. and had him in a car going into the cemetery and uh, Alex translating the what he was saying in the sense that, uh, you know, we spit that mist into my face, you know, you spit into my soul, and now it's time to in essence, you know, go back in the day and he had to go in and digging out a grave and pulling out an old mask hmm. and go to Tubi, watch Lucha Underground because he yep. pulled out the old Pentagon mask. So, yes, let's go. Give us some buried so, alive. I think we're going to see. Uh, or what was their big? What was their big? I'd be happy with just the. Uh, they had a big graveyard style type match, right? With him and um, Vampiro, or was that it? I believe, yeah, I believe Vampiro. And, what was uh, it called? It was the 
they had something different name for it, but yeah. I can't remember what it's called because I remember people talking it up. So. I can't think of it. Save my life. You know what? I, you know what I'm talking about. I, I think that yeah. was like kind of Vampiro's last hurrah as like a wrestler. Um, right. So, but it was awesome. Y'all need to go to Tubi and watch that match because it was sick. And get the old Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him come back with the old gear on. Yeah. Um, changing the name so it's not so cumbersome. Because uh, <laughs> Pentagon El Cerro Miedo is. <laughs> is quite a mouthful. Uh, going back to Pentagon Junior, Pentagon Dark. Um, yeah. You know, in in Lucha, he, he just came out in the ring, and goes, "I'm Pentagon Dark now," and boom, that's it. No yeah. big explanation needed. And so, I would like to see that happen, especially when I'm going back into the archive, bringing out the old stuff, and mm-hmm. um, it seems like the the misses affect him differently. And, and he's going back to his dark side, and yeah. it's going to be awesome. So I can't wait to see that. That was my favorite moment of the night, seeing that, pulling out the old mask. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see a, an old new Pentagon very soon. So, mm-hmm. you know, put him in there, but Alistair Black is going to be crazy. So mm-hmm. uh, you can't recreate the Breaker of Bones gimmick but you can do something akin to yeah. it. So um, I'm super stoked for that. All right. And then we got some Rampage stuff. So we had the Young Bucks defeated Rapongi Vice. Um, I mean, these guys know each other way too well. Uh, we also saw, like, at the end of that, I believe it was when Jay White came out to confront or, you know, even the odds and took out Orange Cassidy. And like I said, now we'll get Jay White and Trent Beretta uh, for Rampage next week. I think that's going to be awesome. Like you said, a nice segue for us to kind of, you know, take a really good look at um, Jay White. Probably, you know, probably should be like the main event and you'll give them 20 some minutes and just let him tear down the house, which is yeah. what Rapongi Vice and <laughs> Young Bucks did last night. So, um, any thoughts on that match, Craig? A great match. Um, you know, they, they've, put over the old Rabongi Vice versus Bucks uh, rivalry a lot. Yeah. And you can see why. It was a great match. Uh, a lot of fun matches or a lot of fun spots in there. And you can see why these guys have worked together so so often and uh, taken the belts from each other so many times because they're that good when they're in the ring yeah. together. So uh, great match. Yeah. Uh, Brian Danielson still cutting out these promos, being a, a Cobra Kai master, trying to get his <laughs> get his team together. I thought that was, you know, calling out Lee Moriarty and Mike Sidell, so we'll probably get some Danielson Sidell action, which I think will be a, just a good kind of wrestling classic. You know, Matt <laughs> ground a pound and some high flying when needed, but um, I like this gimmick that you know Brian Danielson's pulling out. I kind of wanted Brian Danielson to be the CM Punk mystery partner and, you know, still let them keep their, you know, sides like, but Brian Danielson helping them out in a way, but I understand why you didn't go that route yet. I'm still holding out hope that we do get Punk and Danielson teaming up down the road, especially against the Young Bucks or, you know, Jurassic Express or, you know, mm-hmm. Proud and Powerful. I mean, something down the road. So um, any thoughts on the Brian Danielson promo there, Greg? Uh, I liked it. But this is a setup 
you know, him against Lee Moriarty next on yep. the next Dynamite. Yep. Um, so I like that uh, Seidel is getting offended that he's, you know, saying he'd be a better teacher uh, than him. And, you know, furthering this storyline of, you know, you should align with me instead of yeah. align with him. Um, and that, I think we're going to start seeing, you know, this happen with, you know, the guys that he pinpointed. Uh, maybe Daniel Garcia is going to be up after yeah. um, after this match with uh, Moriarty. And, you know, he's, they start following their whole, uh, you know, like you said, the Cobra Kai master and getting students to follow him. And will Moxley come along? We don't know. But uh, it's going to be fun to follow that story and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britt Baker, AW Women's Champion, defeated Robin Renegade. I believe her debut match. So, you know, what better way to to drop a debut than to go against a women's champion? Uh, give a give me some thoughts on that one, Greg. Yeah, it's just okay. Um, Robin looked decent. Mm-hmm. Um, not the most spectacular match, but you know, she got her legs in and got, yeah, you know, some exposure. No, she'd done some dark matches apparently, but yeah. uh, this is the first time we've really seen her, what she can do. So mm-hmm. she seems okay in there with, with the champ. Yeah. So can't do anything, you know, nowhere to go but up for her. So she had her, she had her mom tweeting out that it was her match on Rampage to watch it. So if you get your mom involved tweeting, Greg, then. Just hey, ask, there you uh, go. Uh, ask best friends with Sue in the minivan. So if you can get your mom involved, that's always a good thing. But uh, Hook defeated Blake Lee. Just another. They keep giving us more and more of Hook, and the crowd's eating him up. And uh, hint, hint, that might be a question as well about later on last <laughs> fall. So um, Hook keeps winning. And then uh, Jurassic Express defeated Gun Club. I'm not into Gun Club. Like, I... I don't know. I'm just on the fence about that, but I understand you had to start giving them some more shine on Rampage and Dynamite because they just keep picking up wins on Dark and Elevation, which I, I'll, I'll be honest, Craig, I don't watch. <laughs> I got. I don't enough, either. I mean, I got enough wrestling to try to catch up on. I just look at the ticker tape, and if I see, oh, Gun Club won again, I just you know take that as, okay, they won again, but uh, I believe they are undefeated, as a, you know, uh, as far as things go, maybe in 2021 ish. So, or 2020, you know, one 2022. But you know, you need to give them that tag team title match because they probably earned it with all the wins they've been picking up. So, but like you said as well earlier, this is all in the Santana or Ortiz. They need to be the next big tag mm-hmm. team to really get rolling, and you can get them some matches with Young Bucks again and them going against, you know, maybe Adam Cole and some incarnation of um, uh, uh, Kyle Riley or Bobby Fish. You know, you have plenty of tag teams there for, um, you know, proud and powerful to face up against. So uh, any yeah. thoughts on the the final match there for Rampage, the main event of Rampage, Greg? Well, I'm, I'm like you. I'm not a big on the gun club. Um, you know, you got this nostalgia factor with, Billy Gunn uh, mm-hmm. cutting promos on people, but uh, you know nobody wants to really see Billy Gunn anymore. No. Uh, the match was the match; it was decent. Uh, they, they, the Gun Boys look, you know, okay. Uh, nothing special, but uh, 
you know, they're young. And who knows, in two years, they could be like the biggest tag team on in the company. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the match was the match. And like I said, there's bigger fish to fry, uh, especially in the tag team division with all these uh, new teams and new pairings coming out of the woodwork. So um, this was just a means so they get the, the Jurassic Express more shine and some title defenses under that belt. And it's only going to get tougher from here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was uh, Rampage. Uh, we'll do one more little commercial break, uh, pay some more bills for Rogue Energy, and then we'll get into our last call. We have a double last call from Greg. We have a double shot of last call. So we're double fisting it today on the last call. Uh, I think I got all the cliches there I could for doubling up. but um, <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm learning this hosting job pretty well after almost two years into the bit. No, uh, so, anyway, so uh, rogue energy because I need some energy and you need some energy and we need some rogue energy. So we got the first last call. Thanks to Greg. This is all him. So if you hate it, you could blame Greg. Or if you love it, you can blame <laughs> Greg. No. Uh, so anyways, uh, who will have the better 2022? Austin Theory of WWE or Hook of AEW? I'm going to go first because I believe it's all about Austin Theory. I think, like I said, I think getting the U.S. title. Because, you know, I don't think Hook will get any titles which I know doesn't necessarily mean anything, but at the same time, they're slowly, you know, I feel like Austin Theory is on a, the escalators move a little bit faster for him than Hook. So I think Austin Theory will have a better 2022, Greg. How about yourself? Yeah, there's so many parallels between these two. That's why I put these two in the same boat. Um, When you look at the fact that Indirectly, they both are getting monster pushes. Um, name anybody in the last year and a half who's come out of NXT who's done better than Austin Theory. You know, everybody who comes who's been coming up out of the NXT system has been pretty much washed away or has been reduced to nothing uh, since they've come out. The only uh, example of that not happening so far aside from Austin Theory has been Damian Priest. Yeah. And I think he's been up there maybe two years. He, he may have be beyond the year and a half threshold. But yeah. that just shows you you can't pinpoint anybody else who's coming out of the NXT system who's actually done better on the main roster since he got there 
than Austin Theory has, and it's gone the opposite for him. He was kind of more of a comic, goofy character in NXT, and he gets up to um, the main roster, and now he's killing it. Um, and now he's, you know, Vince McMahon has been seen on TV for who knows how long, and then when he does finally show up, he's showing up and he's mentoring Austin Theory. So he's, you know, you know, we know it's all for a reason. It's going to end up being something. Um, and then you go to the other side with Hook, and he's only been unleashed, so to speak, uh, for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And he's coming in. We haven't seen him say anything on the stick yet. And but he does have his father in the broadcast booth and just the anticipation of seeing him and Team Taz for so long and not doing anything. When he finally comes out, you know, his look is unique. His uh, moves are unique and everybody just loves it. And so they're both getting this monster push in completely different ways, but they're both exploding at the same time. They're both young. Uh, super young, and um, their you know paths are you know pretty much parallel right now. So I'm going to have to give the edge to Hook because, or sorry, not to Hook, but to Austin Theory going with you because I think the championships are the more measure of success. Hook is going to be more over as far as his popularity and, um, you know, there's going to be more Hook t-shirts in the crowd than Austin Theory t-shirts in the crowd um, probably at any point of the year. But with that Vince McMahon direct association, I think that it's going to catapult him to, you know, getting a couple titles this year. And uh, like it's, like Hook, he hasn't said anything on the stick either. We have only seen him speak backstage. Uh, he hasn't been out there cutting promos on anybody. And we've only seen these flashes of his personality when he's, you know, sneak attacking somebody and then taking a selfie or, you know, something like that. So he hasn't really engaged his character with us either. So both of them are on that same level again. And as far as, you know, when they finally get in the ring, with the stick and start putting themselves across to the audience is really when they're going to take off. And so I like that they're on the same course, they're all moving at the same rate. But uh, like you said, with that direct association with Vince McMahon right now, it's going to lead to him getting um, bigger opportunities to hook, who is more of a slow burn. And I see around winter is coming a big explosion with him getting a big title shot or um, something on a great scale with a top, top guy. So um, I think that the the ascension for Austin Theory is going to be faster. Yeah. And like right now, because like, I mean, if we had to say right now, who's going to win a title first, it's Austin Theory. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Like, I cannot see Hook. Like you said, I could see Hook in a TNT title match, but would I have any believability that he's going to win it? No. If Austin Theory was in the U.S. title match tomorrow, you know, on Monday night, I might think they'd pull the trigger on it. 
you know, just to get that title change. So that's why I'm thinking, you know, now, like I said, this time next year, you know, or, you know, middle of next year, who knows where both of these guys could be. <laughs> we could see yeah. Austin Theory regu- regulated to main event, and we could see Hook on Dynamite, you know, cutting, you know, cutting a promo with the TNT title. You know, it could happen. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and now your other question, Greg, I thought this was <laughs> the – the telling one because you said you have an answer for it so of course i will let you go first because i've been racking my brain on it has there ever been a moment which of course there has in pro wrestling that made you embarrassed to admit your wrestling fans so we were saying what has been a cringe-worthy moment and i can already think of a few greg and i will let you go first because i'm curious to hear yours first yeah um and it it Made me think of it because I saw something on um, perhaps on YouTube or a documentary uh, of this moment. But when it happened, I was so insulted that they did this that I turned off the TV and I was ticked off about it for the next week. Um, and every time I see, a, you know, footage or hear about it, it still ticks me off because it was so stupid. And, you know, we should get plenty of credit for suspending disbelief and, you know, buying into what they're selling us on TV, even though we know, you know, those moves don't hurt or um, this gimmick is totally ridiculous. At the end of the day, we're going to give them credit because it's like watching a, a live movie. Yeah. But every now and then they do something just just so ridiculous that there's no excuse for it. And so for me, this is the one thing I will never forgive WCW for, and that is giving David Arquette the WCW championship. And even if he cheated to do it, it doesn't matter. The guy was not a wrestler. He was an actor and not even a good actor at that. Um, there's nothing about him that says anything about being a good wrestler. He doesn't have a body. He doesn't have a, really any personality. It was a goofy comic character and had no business in a wrestling ring. And somebody saw fit to give him a reign as WCW champion. And me coming up from when I was watching it is the – NWA before it became WCW and the lineage, the heritage, uh, the tradition that goes with that. When that happened, I was so ticked off. And I was only a teenager at the moment, but that was such an insult to my intelligence that I couldn't forgive them until they took it back away from it. It didn't take long for it to happen, but just the fact that it happened at all was just ridiculous. And I the thing I saw was um, footage of the um, there was some interview segments with Nick Gage and David Arquette, and they were talking about the match where we thought that he had killed David Arquette because uh, David Arquette decided he wanted to get into a death match with Nick Gage, and Nick Gage is like, you know, this is a real death match, you know, no Hollywood. Uh, props in this thing. Everything is real. And David Arquette's blowing it up. Yeah, 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 we'll do it. And he takes him out for a steak dinner the night before and everything. And uh, 
I don't think he was taking it seriously until we got in the ring with Nick Gage and ended up uh, getting skewered in the neck by a, a light, a broken light tube mm-hmm. and thinking he was dying. Um, and it, it didn't stick him with it on purpose. He kind of fell the wrong way into the light tube. Yeah. But um, I felt a little satisfaction watching that footage. <laughs> it was sadistic, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that's what you get, you punk. Um, but then doesn't and, that give him some street cred doing that or not? No. Okay. No. I mean, and you still do you put that and you put that above Vince Russo as champion? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm like. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like I know, I know we've had moments where Vince Russo won it because did he win it? He won it. Did he win it after? He won it a little bit after Arquette, I thought, or because he won it in that stupid in that triple threat in the the triple cage that came because of Ready to Rumble, the, the movie, mm-hmm. which is what David Arquette was, you know, um, um, uh, promoting at the time, which is why yeah. they gave him the title. But anyway, so yeah, for me, Vince Russo was the the more cringeworthy. Now I have other moments I want to bring up, Greg. But I thought mm-hmm. in relation to this, Vince Russo winning the title and, you know, I mean, Vince Russo and WCW, that might as well have been a whole, <laughs> that might have been, <laughs> that whole era, like that might as well yeah. be a whole era. But uh, yeah, so. Um, my moment though, Greg, is, well, I still go back to May Young delivering the hand. Oh. I still want to know what the, <laughs> you know, what was the mm-hmm. rip behind that? Because you know, but I it's mine is the Trish Stratus Vince McMahon, um, love angle. Remember, she had to like bark like a dog a couple of times, and, yeah. And he make her like take off her, her coat, and then now they realized how bad it was because they. They had her, was it the WrestleMania match with she wheeled out with Linda? And then Linda came too, and they also had Trish gain her revenge on Vince. But that, yeah, that whole era, whatever that was, you know, that kind of, that was my one. I mean, it was yeah. cringeworthy. You know, it it didn't turn me off of wrestling, but it turned me off of, like, I felt horrible for Trish to just have to go through that. Um, and then, you know, uh, I was trying to think of what, I, there was another one. Oh, um, the, the big show... Uh, boss man angle where they had to, they were at the the you know the um the uh, the big show's dad's funeral and you had the boss man read the poem and then you had the big show riding off on the you know the casket and all that because I think you had boss man pull, that was what kind of moments that I'm like those were attitude era moments I'm like okay we we really didn't need to show that but and of course I throw Vince Russo because everything he says bro. It's just cringeworthy, bro. And bro, <laughs> bro, true. and bro, and you know, I don't, but yeah, so um, but yeah, you're David Arquette. I understand. I also see why they gave him the title because he was, I mean, as much as we didn't like him as a movie star, I mean, he was a top movie star at the time. I mean, scream didn't scream had just come out, or it was I think it was coming, maybe that came out a couple years later. Yeah, it was it was probably in that time period, yeah. But yeah, so but, I get I mean him and Courtney Cox were kind of the hot ticket item, you know. 
So I got why. I mean, I wasn't watching WCW at the time anyway. I'll be honest. So I was just, I was all WWF. Um, but, you know, I knew what was happening. You know, it was one of those, like, I was going to keep tabs on it. So, but yeah, I understand mm-hmm. your moment that, yeah. Um, I think, I think I was trying to, oh, I was going to say the Royal Rumble where Rey Mysterio came out and that should have been Daniel Bryan. That made me like almost upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I guess it was embarrassment. It's like, okay, you really screwed up here, which I guess is a whole nother argument. And that's a whole nother <laughs> what mo- what enraged you moments like that could be a whole nother that could be a whole two hour show for us, Dre, because there's been a few. But yeah, yeah. Um, the Trish Stratus show angle with Vince really gave me icky feelings. Like yeah, not in right. a good way. Not in yeah. a good way. Um, I remember that. That wasn't good. Speaking of Vince, the whole kiss my ass club. Yeah. Uh, Vince with taking JR. Like yeah. JR was the one I'm like, Ugh. our fake, how about fake diesel and fake razor? I think that made me embarrassed too. Like to, oh. you know, make us suspend disbelief. Like, and I mean, JR, you know, he didn't sell it at all. I mean, he, he I mean, he, you know, he had to, but you could just tell whenever he was on commentary during those moments. I mean, and of course, WCW went the other way and they made, um, what was it? The, uh, Oklahoma, didn't they make a character based off Jim Ross? <laughs> yeah, they did. It was he was called Oklahoma. So yeah, yeah, those were moments I'm like, yeah. They even they I think they even um they mocked his uh several or his uh bell palsy, which was just like really like I you know I get your everything is open, you know. I mean, hell, like I said, they did boss man and big show, you know, our uh uh boss man, he's been in a few. The the uh, hanging from the cell, <laughs> the you know with hell in the cell, the eating he made Al Snow eat Pepe, his dog, and uh, the the doc, the um, the uh, the cemetery um, angle. So the yeah, I felt bad for Boss Bait. He really he really got some <laughs> had some. I mean, or hell him and nails. They had the jail <laughs> segment. So uh, Boss Bait was never given some yep. good stuff, unfortunately, as a character. Um, but yes, Greg, uh, uh, we love and hate. <laughs> sometimes we love to love to love to watch wrestling. Sometimes we hate to love wrestling, as right. we uh, as any TV show will tell you. So um, those were great. Uh, definitely uh, into the spectrum there for us to do last call. But uh, I like them, Greg. So good job on yours. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get. So next week. Uh, We'll probably, uh, is it Wednesday? Do you think Wednesday we'll need to go live? To uh, Do you know what your schedule is for next week? Uh, do, 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 do. Wednesday uh, depends on the time. Yes. Uh, I don't know what your Just school get, hours are. But. Yeah. Just get, we'll get in touch on Facebook and let people know what day, but, uh, I do know Saturday's out for me because I have to be up at a school about 7.38 to do the robotics event. So, and it'll probably go the morning-ish. So, and then, like I said, I was kind of surprised they're doing a 12 p.m. I mean, I kind of like it because it's the middle of the day and I don't think there's anything else on next week. So, so kind of nice that we'll have wrestling to watch, you know, in the middle of a Saturday. 
Um, True. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, we got Super Bowl tomorrow, so enjoy that. Uh, here's a here's a real quick question, Greg. Super Bowl go to snack. Go to snack. Got to be the pizza. Okay. Yeah. Good that stuff crust. Yeah. Um, stuff crust meat lovers pizza. Mm. That's what I, I got. Go the, I go the old popcorn. You you pop it in the popper, and then you put it in the paper bag. You pour butter in there, and you shake the hell out of that thing. <laughs> nice. Throw some salt in there, and then just all day, you know, all during the show, you're just scooping out popcorn because uh, I'm a I'm a bigger kernel popcorn versus microwave. You know, especially sometimes if you you get those burnt pieces of microwave, now you can still burn it in the popper, but it usually doesn't. You know, it's the it's the um, the cur- the microwave popcorn. I feel like has a higher and of course, you can never do the popcorn button. You always have to do your own, you know, whatever your microwave mm-hmm. is. You know, you always have to figure out that time frame. But uh, yeah, so my Super Bowl snack is uh, popcorn in the bag with just some. But uh, I usually like to get the um, the uh, the not spray, but it's that squeeze bottle of butter. Oh, and, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Just squeeze the hell out of it, and then pour some salt in there, and just let it go. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to do some regular butter too. You might just like melt some butter in the microwave and pour that on top too. So, but yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. We'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll react to the Super Bowl winner because that'll be by Wednesday ish or Thursday, whatever day we need to go live. Um, Thursday, I am working six to eight, so we'd have to do a later show. But I can still do a later show on Thursday if need be. So, um, yeah, we'll get in touch and uh, we'll let the people know what time we're going live next week. Uh, it will be a, a earlier show and uh, get you ready for Elimination Chamber. And then maybe if we need to catch up on Sunday, we can always do that, uh, kind of like we did with Royal Rumble and catch up. Uh, yeah. the, the pros and cons of, of Saturday uh, shows, of Saturday pay-per-view events are, sorry, premium live events. Great. That's on, right. On the P- Peacock uh, networks. So, Vince will smite um, you if you get it wrong. Yeah. I would love to see Vince <laughs> have anything to do with me. I would, I might join the kiss. No, I won't. Well, I probably would. <laughs> if I could get on TV, Greg, I'd probably join the kiss my ass club too with Vince, but anyways, <laughs> a whole nother conversation. So. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Like I said, got some snow here. What is the weather there, Greg, in Charlotte, North Carolina? Uh, it's sunny and almost 70 out here, man. I was, I was going to say, you're so, rocking the sleeveless, so it's got to be no, That's nice right. Sun's out, guns look out. Those, you know what I'm saying? Guns. Put them yes, away, sir. man. Illegal in some <laughs> stations. So. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day. Talk to you guys next week. Peace.